Welcome everyone to episode 149 of The Glow, coming at you live on Facebook. You'll also be able to tune in on iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, my website and other places online. So blessed to have Mr. Tiger Singleton, my good friend who I haven't talked to in a long time, except for a few minutes just before just beforehand today. So really excited to to catch up and connect with him. He's coming to us from Lisbon, Portugal. And the last time that I saw him, he was in, we were in Oregon. And he's like, I've never been outside of the United States. And he's been all over the world since then, Asia and Bali and Thailand and Europe. And all kind of been kind of following his travels like a lot of you. So it's going to be exciting to catch up catch up with him. Welcome everybody. When you're entering, you can please share where you're from. Hit the heart button, the wow button. I'm excited to be with y'all. It's going to be lots of fun today. It already is lots of fun, isn't it? It already is lots of fun. We got some some great stuff to dive into. I'm just going to dive right in. Let's see if I can find Tiger. Get him in here. Yes. There he is. Hello. Welcome. What's happening? Thank you. What thank you. Thank you. Yes. You're in a cafe in Lisbon. Is that that's how you say it, right? Lisbon. Uh, Lisbon. Lisbon. Or for the locals, it's L- Lisboa. Lisbon. Lisboa. It's, it's, yeah, it's spelled completely different. It's, it's, it's really weird how the locals spell it differently, but everyone else in the world spells it their own way. Uh-huh. It's like, we don't believe you, Lisbon. We're going to call it <laughs> what we want to call it. <laughs> Jane Flintoff is here. Jane Flintoff, I, I put out, I said, like, what guest should I have on? She's like, Tiger Singleton. So oh, she's a sweetheart. Yeah. Yeah. So how's life in Portugal? Um, you know, it's, it's just like everywhere else, man. <laughs> you know, this is one thing that I found while traveling around the world. It's like, Hey, the, the moment's still the moment. Everything's still the same, no matter what. So that's, uh, that's the good, that's the good news is that the, mm-hmm. the, the truth is the truth, no matter where you are. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I am living here. Um, I don't find my, myself here too often. Um, but I'm in Lisbon, I don't know, maybe seven eight days out of the month mm-hmm. but uh yeah i like living in the city i was doing the island stuff for a while and yep. uh i was like okay i gotta get in the city and uh, find some commotion and so I, I really like the flow of waking up and just going in and finding the cafe to call my office and yeah out and meeting the yep. locals yeah i like it yeah yeah i didn't tell you where i am yet you're not in north Which, carolina well no, um, but there is, it is, let's start with North. North Dakota, my first time here. What the hell are you doing expected. in North Dakota? <laughs> oh. I mean, I'm, I'm sure the truth is the truth from, out there. But from North Dakota, so I'm here visiting uh, North Dakota, and it's very exciting. It's, it's flat, and there's yeah. big skies and lots of space. I haven't really seen much at all yet. I'll see more today, but... Uh, yeah, I'm in a very different. It's like kind of what I relate I with what you're saying. It's like you travel, and it's like these places are so 
different. It's like a different texture, a different flavor. Yeah. But there's just something that's also, you know, this ever-present I am is still, is still there. Yeah. And I think when you discover that, it's like, it just makes a huge difference. You, you're, you can be so much more grounded, potentially, you know, wherever you are. Well, yeah, especially when you're not hoping that it's going to be different. Um, it, it, it's it's kind of like relationships, you know, you're always just going to see yourself anyway. Uh, and so that can't really be the motivation so much to find something new outside of yourself. You're always mm. just going to see different aspects of yourself. So that's that's kind of comforting mm. or terrifying. Hi, everybody. Thanks for being here. You can tell us where you're from and you can ask questions anytime and make comments. Someone, Karen Carenza says, I love you. I don't know if that's for you or for me, but I'm going to say that's, that's for you. It's totally to me. That's totally, I'm going to take that one. <laughs> put it <laughs> put it in my heart collection box. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was asking you, like, what's, what's a lie for you? And some stuff that really I found inspiring. Um, the wisdom of insecurity is one. Totally. Sweet surrender. And... The truth, was it the truth hurts or the truth could hurt? The truth that hurts. The truth that hurts. Yeah. Let's start with that one. That one's intriguing. The truth what is the hurts. truth that hurts? The, the truth that hurts is the truth, man. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> is, is we just don't like it. You know, it's, it's the classic phrase of uh, the truth will piss you off before it liberates you. And mm-hmm. so uh, there, there's a great wisdom in, in being open uh, to being hurt by the truth rather than looking for some beautiful idea of the truth uh, to not try and uh, sidestep the, the inevitable pain of seeing one's absence of self-importance. And it, mm. it ties into the wisdom of insecurity, uh, which is, is recognizing that, that everything that we're afraid of, in one way, we're only afraid of the truth. And in the way that I see this pointing is we're afraid of the truth that shows us we're not really there, that what we're trying to attain, whatever image we're trying to grasp or idea about ourselves, we are ultimately going to find a, an epic failure. And so I find that oftentimes we're trying to fix the insecurity or compensate or to not have it um, when in reality the insecurity is always just pointing to the truth. And so if we can acknowledge the truth that's being seen, then we can relax into the insecurity, which is almost like a surrendering of every burden. It's like, oh, you know what? It's true. Who I think I am is not enough. It's true. I'm not going to get this in the future. This isn't a real thing. And so it invites us to come to terms um, with the the non-reality of our self-importance. Yeah, the self-importance thing is so fascinating. It's so fascinating. The need to stand yeah. out, the need to be special, the need to be important. And then there's like this paradox because like with what you do, it, it, would, it would look on a certain level like you think you're important or you think you're just important right. because you're speaking to other people, you're, you're presenting yeah. things. So talk about that paradox, the sense of like, it looks on one level like, oh, this person thinks they're important, but in this other level, yeah. it's like they realize something much deeper. Yeah, in, in one way, um, that's the nightmare for me, is that uh, <laughs> some, so, someone would think that I know what I'm talking about. 
and uh, you know paint some sort of image that I have my shit together or something, or or that the the person of me feels secure, because um, it it just couldn't be anything other than the the opposite of that, uh, and so I find that that what I'm sharing um, is so far removed from anything about me um, that. When I share, I completely disappear in the yeah. way that when a painter paints, they disappear. And, and this is the draw to paint. It's like life is painting. And so I'm going to get out of the way and let life do what it wants to do. And this is what I find for myself is, is when I sit down in a chair and get quiet, uh, I'm gone, man. And uh, then life just, you know, sings its song. Um, and then I go home and, and pick up my self-importance and, and have a terrible time just like everyone else. So <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. I totally relate to that. Um, one of the things that I've been, um, a friend of mine, John Stringer has been on, this, been on here before, talking about channeling. So I kind of had like a sort of a negative view of channeling and like, not negative, but potentially, potentially yeah. negative in certain cases. But it's kind of like what you're talking about. I relate to. It's almost like a channeling, but instead of channeling some alien entity or something, you're just yeah. really channeling yourself, right? So when yeah, you it's, a, it's a, really clear, open, and available. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's like when I when I sit down, the the internal question is is what is the most sincere thing I could say right now, um, and so I I don't feel like what I am is removed from what's being said. Who I am is totally removed, but what I am, um, it's really, it's, it's just, it, it's most sincere expression. Um, and so the pretense gets to fall away. Um, the trying gets to fall away and the, the, uh, the wanting kind of falls away. And, and I just find such a great relaxation that says, okay, let's just sit here and, and investigate our deepest sincerity. Um, but you know, like you, when, when people say that I'm channeling, uh, that doesn't sit for me. Right. I, I understand why it might sit, but it, it doesn't for me because it doesn't feel like it's an external something coming through. Uh, it, if anything, it, it feels like things drop away and then something's said. Um, but again, it's like it's all it's all words, so it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like it's such a it's such a paradox of when you release the effort, when you release the, the trying, the trying to make it something, that's right. when the beauty, the magic, the, the, the yeah. you know, that's when the beauty, the magic comes through. Yeah. And, and I see that in a playful way. That's my whole like person life is trying. And, and it's, it's really hilarious because I see that I'm not getting anywhere. I, I see that, uh, <laughs> in one way it's, it's like a rat on a wheel um, that thinks it's going to accomplish something. And so my invitation has been, okay, so if I'm going to just be spinning my wheels, I might as well do it joyfully. And so I, I tend to just work on things that I enjoy, not, not really thinking that um, I'm going to make something happen. It, it's just a matter of just letting life be life and, and, and letting life do the details. But until then, I'm just going to do what I can do. Because I, it's funny, I was just this, this, uh, before I got in here, I was having a session with someone from um, Hawaii and my old stomping grounds, uh, my old home. I mean, lava's taken over, man. 
and this friend yeah. had 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 gone through this phase of okay i'm gonna get responsible and i'm gonna you know come back to that world and you know they built a house and they put all this effort in and really kind of saw an unkindness in them during the process like it's not really what they felt led to do but because of the social pressure they felt obligated to be an adult so to speak and then and then the lava just comes and takes it out you know it's like everything's gone and so it, in one way there's just this enormous laughter that that shows us that whatever we think we're doing um that's not happening so so relax you know and and see what life wants to do through you naturally rather than what you think you need to be doing and that's what i've always found like really powerful and beautiful about our relating in our conversations like this is like we don't have a script we don't have a set of like oh we're trying to get to these different yeah. points you know it's just being present together and then just what flows through is what's as you say sincere right yeah. in the moment yeah and, yeah and for me that's kind of the only thing that works because uh <laughs> yeah I, i'm just i'm not the guy that can can script it and and then be like determined and uh disciplined so to speak to make something happen uh that's just clear clearly not my path so it's like a sense of like being in the flow like fully being in the flow yeah and and, and that being in the flow is almost recognizing that the flow is already happening and yeah. and the only thing that's arguing with the flow is again an insecurity that uh feels inadequate in its self-importance and so it's it's trying to control the flow so that it can have better ideas about itself which again you know from the human space that's totally understandable and it's it's logical Go ahead. and but at the same time it's going to fail and mm-hmm. there there's a there's an important opportunity to go through that failure i mean there's a great success in that failure because it's pointing you home um and and that's why for me all of this insight that i share comes from failure it it comes from seeing that i cannot do it i i can't live up to the social idea of what it what it's supposed to be like to to be you know a human being all all i can do is just be what i am mhm and what you're doing is like you're one of the only people that I know it's doing like very similar to what I'm doing. So you've written a couple you written how many two books? Um yes, and then about 15 unfinished books. <laughs> yeah. Case in so point. Two books. <laughs> books I also have two books and you also you like to write in a poetic style. Uh that's how it comes through often for you. Like me, you do personal sessions with people, you do retreats, you do satsangs. Um I guess like my question is what's that like? <laughs> what's it like like you know being out there and praying these for people? Um you, you know I I just find it to be incredibly normal. Mm-hmm. Um it, it's like there's no other option. Um mm-hmm. it's just what's happening. and mm-hmm. and and that's when the greatest joy comes it's and and i think this is a confusion for people too we're we're thinking like the greatest joy comes when you when you get to do something um other than what you're doing 
but I, but I find that when the present moment joy is found, then things just do what they're going to do. And, and they tend to move in a direction that resonates more sincerely with your heart. But, but the, the joy isn't through what's happening. Um, cause again, I've seen in my experience that the mind always thinks something's happening and then you find out it's not, um, life is doing something else. It, it's like you start to think, you know, something, and then life shows you that you don't know. Um, yeah. and, and so in that there's, there's the relaxation, uh, into a normalcy that is, wow, this is just all happening. And, um, let's, let's see, let's see what life wants to do. Mm. Here's a fun question from Robin. Are you sure yeah. you're not just rationalizing a sense of limitation? Um, I'm not sure about anything. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I, I can understand how it can be seen like that. And so if it's seen like that, then the one who's seen um, has something to look to. Because um, again, anything could be said and it can be interpreted in any way possible. And so it really comes down to, to what's being seen by the one who's seen. And uh, for me, it's not seen as a rationalization. Uh, it's seen as a recognition of surrender. Um, mm -hmm. Because there is a game that we can, we can try and play into, which is trying to get over the limitation, which is, in a way, trying to conquer insecurity. Um, and I would say, best of luck, you know, to, to do that. But in, in my investigation... I see that the, the person who thinks they're, they're doing something is the limitation itself. Um, and so no matter what you do, you're going to find limitation. And even as you get over limitation, you're going to find a new limitation, um, always pointing one back to the disappearance of a self. But again, this, this makes for a fun human game, you know, of, of someone who's doing a personal growth thing or trying to accomplish something. That's just the game they get to play. And, um, yeah, it's completely equal and completely valid. I just find for myself uh, a disinterest in that mm -hmm. game. I think there's a there's a there's a big paradox here. It's like there's a sense of like when you when you kind of let go of the the trying, let go of the efforting, let go of the like I I can do it. I can, and then there's there's something that you just you're totally open. You're totally available for the moment, right? And then your mind quiets. So your mind is just empty and available. And then it's actually this paradox of like, for me, it's like a sense that there's actually no limit. Like there's no limitation yeah. in that moment. Like, I don't know what's going to come through me, what's going to happen. So there's no sense of like, oh, I can't do it or I can't make it. There's nothing even to make happen, right? You're just like in the space right. of like unlimited, um, unlimited possibility. Um, and I find like, for me, that's when the amazing, like you're talking about the painter or the poet, you know, yeah. like that's when the best poetry comes through. Right. It's not like, yeah. oh, this is, this, I have this, I thought I had this limit, but now I have this limit. It's like, no, yeah. I don't have any limit. I'm just here and well, available see, and poetry is coming yeah. through. Well, see, and you see exactly what happens here is as you, ex as you experience the vastness of that limitless possibility, the person jumps in there. And, and the person wants to do something in that vast space on behalf of the person. And, mm -hmm. and that's where we encounter the frustration because that will be seen as impossible. Um, mm -hmm. Because everything, I mean, it comes and goes. 
And so whatever you think is going to happen for the person, you're, you're going to be disappointed because life's movement isn't about the person. The seasons don't change for the person. It, it all happens for, for the truth. It all happens for the whole. And so I find that, that everything that flows through me uh, literally has nothing to do uh, with me or what I want or what I think, what I believe. It's mm. like I, I'm the most irrelevant part of the equation. Um, like really like a disappearance. And then there's an awareness that gets to watch uh, what life is doing. And, and that's when I see life flowing through what appears to be me. But what I see clearly is that it's not. Max says, potential resides in the unknown. Yeah, I totally yeah. resonate with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, as long as when we think we know something, even the sense of, like, oh, I'm whatever. I'm, I'm really good at this. I'm this good at this particular skill, right? There's still a yeah. limit in that. When you have yeah. no idea, there's unlimited potential for yeah. what we can do. And you see that the, the truth that terrifies us is the unknown. And that's, yes. why the, that's why the mind's always trying to um, put a limit on the unknown so that it can know itself. It, it's like the, the person, um, in order for the person to exist, there has to be a limit. And so in order for the person to be a person, they have to have a problem. They, they have to have some sense of separation. And um, which gives an aliveness to the sense of being a, a separate self. But again, the, the moment it's believed in, the moment it's thought to be true, um, we set ourselves up for suffering. And in one way, there's no way around it. It's just going to happen. Um, my only uh, solace in that is just to see that it's not true. And in that, I don't have to take disappointment so seriously. It's just like, oh, okay, I see what's happening here. I, I, thought, I thought I knew something. Uh, and so we can let it go rather than fighting the whole process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like... Um... Someone was saying this phrase I really liked about the mind. It's like you're just like observing like the beautiful lie, you know? Yeah. So you don't have to like get rid of it or make it go away or try to suppress right. it, suppress it, but just notice it is. Notice what it is as it is, the nature of what it is. Yeah. And, yeah, it's like I, I notice in my person um, how terrified my my person is, uh, so, to, so to speak. But it makes perfect sense. Um, because it, the only thing it's terrified of is its absence. Um, and so if there is a sense of self there, um, it's like there will automatically be some sense of fear because it's not there. And so if it's seen to be there at the same time, it's like it's seen its own absence. And so there'll be fear. And, um, so rather than trying to get over around or under that fear, uh, that fear points me to the truth. It's just, it's just like a beautiful reminder. It's like when a thought comes in my mind that says, Tiger, you're not enough. I can say, you know what? Thank you. Thank you. Because that's absolutely true. Who I think I am is not enough. And so I can go to what is enough, which is the truth. And, and it can be the end of the argument. Mm-hmm. And then I, I don't have how, to battle, battle with the mind and, and try and convince the mind that I am enough. And how would you articulate what the truth is? Um, well... No way that's going to be understood, um, right. but uh, it, it, it's almost asking like, "What's real?" Um, yeah. To to me, the truth is what's real, and yeah. 
if you're going to find out anything that's real about anything, you have to go to where it's real. And so if it's not real right now, then it's not real. Um, and so to find the real, you have to go to the real, which is right now. And so for me, everything that is now is the truth, but not my commentary about now, not my, my conditioned ideas or yesterday's thoughts. Um, it's, it's beyond all of the movements in the mind. And what I find that there's a presence um, to this now that's always present. Uh, that is the truth, but the moment you say anything about it, it's not that. Um, it's kind of like if, if we were to ask, well, what is life? The moment you say anything, that's not what it is. It, it's like the most honest response to that question is silence because life is happening now. This is it. You're breathing it. And, and the moment anything is said, uh, that's not it. It's not your idea about it. It's just what it is. And, and it'll always be that. And, and again, when you rest in that, which is to see beyond all the noise, uh, you can't help but notice a beautiful harmony that what appears to be 10,000 different happenings in the forest, uh, everything becomes one breath. It's like, oh, wow, there's not 10,000 things here. There's just one thing. And, and in the one thing that everything is, everything's doing exactly what it's supposed to be doing in order for the one thing to be the one thing. Mm. And so there, there, there's a, there's an amazing release of resistance towards the 10,000 things. And there's a freedom that's extended to everything and a soft bow that only says, thank you. And so for me, that's the truth is, is thank you. That's beautiful. Elizabeth says, so what's the difference between the ego and your mind? Are they the same thing? Um, well, the, the ego exists in the mind. Um, it, the ego is a product of the mind. And yeah. so I, would, I wouldn't necessarily call them the same thing. Um, but I, I, I just see the mind as just another tool um, that helps one function um, or that's a part of the play of functioning. But the mm -hmm. ego creates, um, the ego or the mind creates an idea of a someone that isn't really there. And it's a someone that nobody else will see other than you, which is really funny to me because we think, we think other people see us. And like, we try we to make people see us. We, we think yeah. a lot of energy trying to make people see us the way we see ourselves. And it's just impossible, like in the most real way, because it's, it's impossible for you to have an idea of yourself and for anybody else to see that idea at best, they're going to see their idea, which is a reflection of their own self-idea uh, conditioned through their experience, which doesn't even begin to touch your experience. And so this is what's so funny about the ego is, is we think it's real. We try and protect it and we try and defend it as if it's seen by any, anybody's uh, mind other than our own. And, and, and yeah, for me, th this is the disappearance is when this when this idea of self is seen through that you see that nobody else will ever see it. Um, it crumbles and and you really have to question, well, what the fuck am I doing? Because you, you start to see that the whole motivation for being a human being is to support this egoic structure. Um, but it's supporting it as if it's, it's important because other people are seeing it. And, and as that motivation gets destroyed, you find a profound emptiness, which, again, is terrifying 
um, and one must reorient their their whole movement because the old way of moving just doesn't make any sense. It just it's completely insane. Well, the interesting the interesting thing is is that the the emptiness is so terrifying to the ego, right? Yeah. To the story of the separate self, but emptiness to the truth is actually the safest place you could ever be. Like nothing yeah. bad or good <laughs> can ever happen yeah. there, you know? N- so, nice way to keep it balanced. <laughs> the closest thing you can really say is you're free. Like people say, oh, there's joy, there's bliss. Not really, because that, no. that means there's something opposite of that, right? Yeah. But what you, the only thing I could say in words is you're free or peace. These yeah. kind of words, you know, yeah. I think are more accurate. Well, it's kind of like um, one of the exercises that we kind of do in, in Setsong is is to get profoundly honest about our worry. Um, like, like, what is it that we're so worried about yesterday? And when you look at this, it's like the only thing you're actually worried about is that you wouldn't make it to this moment right now. It's like somehow you wouldn't show up in this moment and be holding complete. And we can totally see that that's true. And, and you can look back and see that there, there actually wasn't anything to worry about. You're free to worry, but it didn't necessarily contribute to your wholeness because you're already whole. And ultimately, what the space we're trying to get to that's moving from anxiety or moving from worry is you're ultimately trying to relax. You're, and again, you're not necessarily trying to be happy or, or blissed out or ecstatic. You're just wanting to rest and know that all is incredibly well. And that's not necessarily an emotional state of being. That's, that's more of a, a falling away of, of all worry. And, and in that space, everything is seen to be in its perfect place. Uh, mm-hmm. And there's a great relaxation into that emptiness. And, mm-hmm. and for me, that's, that's home. Uh, it's like whatever emotional experience wants to come and visit um, is perfectly allowed because it doesn't disturb um, the silence. It, it doesn't disturb the, the underlying current of emptiness. Mm. Yeah. You reminded me of this story that um, I was checking, I was reading the story about, uh, so I can get it right. There's a guy, there's an American investment banker, and he's like, he meets this uh, Mexican um, pitcher. You know the story? Yeah. The fisherman? Yeah, so you, might be able, you might be able to talk better than me. But basically, they're having this conversation, and he can't understand why this guy's not investing in his future and why he's not trying. He can't understand why the Mexican guy, and, you know, trying to teach him about investing and banking and all this stuff. And the fisherman's like, well, let me ask you a question. If you had all these millions of dollars that you're wanting to get, like, what would you do with it? And he's like, well, I'd get a place on the beach in Mexico and fish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, that's the comedy. It's like everyone's looking for exactly where they are right now. Yeah. So chill the fuck out and, yep. and relax and, and see that everything you think you want in the future, you don't really want that thing. You want what you think that thing will give you, which, yeah. is, the free, which is the freedom to relax. Freedom. And so yeah. this, is why, this is why I say you have everything that you desire. Not that you can manifest this or that, but the only thing you're looking for, you already have. And so release what you think you want and, and come back to what you already have. Because mm-hmm. the moment you go chase something, you're now blaming that something 
as the keys to your relaxation. And the disaster in this is it's kind of like the one who's chasing a relationship that says, oh, man, if only someone would love me. And then they find someone who appears to love them. Now they're terrified of losing that person. And so they never get to relax anyway because the forms that we see, they're constantly coming and going. They're constantly changing. So to rely on anything as the source of what you want will immediately set you up for anxiety, um, fear, stress, and, and all of these things because something inside of you inherently knows that you cannot hold on to it. And so there's, there's a scrambling that takes place that tries to move to control and judge and, and all of these things. And so we, we get to run into this failure, which is which really quite beautiful. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. You think about like, when people people want to acquire a lot of material wealth or they want to acquire a lot of money, um, what is the underlying motivation for that? And it's really it's the freedom to relax. That's yes. they, There's an idea that, oh, if I get this amount of money, I'll have the freedom to relax, right? Yeah. But then the question is, I, I don't take anything away from that at all. I don't have any negative feelings about that at all. But my, there is a question of, like, is there a freedom to relax in this moment now? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's always there, but it's, it's at the sacrifice of what you think will give you permission in the future. Um, and, and again, if, if we're stressed out about letting it go, then we're still not seeing what's going on. We, we still think there's something for us in the future. And, and this is why it's totally okay to go and chase those things. And, and life just has no judgment because you have to find out through direct experience. I, I can't just tell you that there's nothing in the future. You have to look at your direct experience and, and see that for yourself. And so when, when I say these things and someone says, okay, but yeah, but I still want to go and do this, or I think this will make me happy, I tell you, go for it. You know, mm -hmm. like really, like give it everything you got. It's like exhaust mm -hmm. yourself as quickly as yeah. possible so that you can learn the lesson. Because you, yeah. can't, like, you can't spiritualize your way out of it by just trying to hold on to a concept of it. And that's part of the play of this life is, is you get to really dive in and, and you get to experience the truth for yourself rather than just listening to somebody else. Yeah. There's another level that um, I find, which is that I don't I, I want to do this thing. I actually don't think this thing will make me happy in the future. But I want to do it because I enjoy doing it in the present. And I think that's when you're yeah. in that space, that's a different place to be in. Like people use words like alignment or, you know, yeah. being in the flow. But being in the energy of the create, creative energy itself as opposed to, oh, when I get to this result, that everything's going to be okay. Right? It's a different yeah. kind of level of presence, awareness. Yeah, it's, it's the difference between I want that to I would enjoy that. Mm. And, and when you see that you don't really want or need it and, and you see that you're open to enjoy it, um, not only does it not matter anymore, um, but it's much easier for life to, to flow in that direction. Mm -hmm. But again, we can bullshit ourselves and say, oh, I don't want that. I would enjoy that because it sounds like the spiritual thing to say. But you'll find out, you know, according to your stress around it, according to how bothered you are when it looks like it's not going your way. Mm -hmm. You just, you get to find out. Yeah, an example for me is I did this cross country trip. That's actually when I, when I saw you for the first time. I oh, did yeah. this cross country trip um, a few years ago 
and uh, there was this idea of like, I'm going to get to the, I was on the East Coast, I'm going to get to the Pacific Ocean, I'm going to get to the California Pacific Ocean, right? So I could have just been like in the sense of like, okay, when I get to this goal at the end, I'll be happy, right? But actually, it was every step of the journey was, was so amazing, right? All the scenery, all the places, all the stuff. Like, that was the real fulfillment. And the, the Pacific Ocean was nice, too. But that was just the culmination of all these spots. But if I just would have, like, sped through and, like, I get get to my goal, it's like you're missing out on life. You know, life is, yeah. like, here. It's, you know, it's a saying that people have heard, but it can't be said enough. It's really about the journey, not about the destination, literally. In this yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, totally. Go ahead. Well, it, you know, there, there's something to be said about, you know, I think it was Alan Watson says the, the purpose of a musical composition is, is not the end of the composition. Uh, it, it, it's the journey uh, through the composition. And, mm-hmm. um, and you know, this is music. We're not, we're not waiting for the end of the song. We're, we're deeply surrendering into the melody that's happening in the present moment. Um, yep. because as soon as you get to the end of the song, um, you, you're done and you, you don't get anything out of the end of the song. Um, there will now be another song. And so mm. it's really about checking in with yourself. What resonates? What's the melody that resonates? Not what song do your parents want you to, to play, um, mm. but what, what resonates in the heart of your own being and then go mm. sing that song and what, where it's going to go. Um, you don't know. It's impossible to know. And, and anything you think about where it's going is automatically wrong because life will never conform to your idea of anything. It'll mm-hmm. always be something different. That's a great example of the song. I love that. So yeah. it's like, you don't listen to a song to get to the end of it. Oh, let, let, me, let yeah. me get to the end of the song. That's the goal is to get it over with. Like you listen to a song to listen to every note, you know, every, yeah. every, every sound in the song. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. You become emerged uh, in, in the melody. You, you become one with the melody. Uh, it, it just doesn't have anything to do with the end. Mm. Does anyone have any questions or comments? Thank you all for being here. People from all over the world. I see people from Australia and United Kingdom and Peru and America and Europe. Hi, everybody. Jenny in Finland. If anyone has any questions or comments... Feel free to share in this moment right now. And as they're um, contemplating uh, their questions, if anyone's in Europe area, uh, I invite you to check out my uh, schedule because I'm bouncing all around uh, London, Switzerland, Sweden, Denmark, uh, Portugal, and other places in Western Europe. So if you want to come rest in this space, totally allowed to come do that be nice to see you yeah tell us tell us what you got going on what's happening i got your website is tigmonk.com right um i think it is i haven't seen it in about a year (laughs) i think it's up there but the the event tab on tigmonk.com goes to the uh inlight connect page um which is kind of a project that i'm doing with some friends um, which is really, you know, some friends that want to support the sharing and support this sort of space to discover this, this truth. And um, so they're setting up events and, and doing a bunch of groundwork, um, which is really amazing because if it was just up to me, then none of this shit would get done. 
And so it's really awesome to see these people like, you know, making the events and doing all the back end stuff. And so, and I like the idea of, of kind of making it about an organization because more and more I, I realize I'm not doing anything. So I don't want to perpetuate the idea <laughs> that, that I'm the guy that knows something. Yeah, let's talk about that. I think that's an interesting phenomenon that's, that's, that's a shift that a lot of people are feeling. I'm feeling it. It sounds like you're feeling it. It's kind of this whole kind of guru thing of like, yeah. this, is the perfect, this is the perfect man. You know, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Never, he never has a fault. He never, and we almost try to be like him and you're down here yeah. and he's up there. And it just creates this duality, this separation, which the truth is non-dual right realization so it's, it's yeah. there is no separation and so it feels like i think my personal feeling is like people do have awakenings to what's real what's true and they feel inspired to share it and that's beautiful um but i think if there's a humanization that's happening the humanization of the one who's sharing is a human yeah. being you and there's something beautiful about that that's that's really healing i think for people yeah you know, and I think it's it's no different from, like, say someone's on stage playing a piano, and you're in the audience, and you get wrapped up into this beautiful melody, and you start feeling this profound peace within yourself. It would be really insane to go up to the pianist and say, you're the master of peace, because I felt this inside of myself, when when really the, the pianist was just letting their heart sing. They, they were just doing what they love to do. It doesn't say anything about them as a person. It doesn't say anything about their life. It, it just is a space for beauty to be seen. And, and this is what I see that happens when I share is, is I'm literally just singing a song, um, not making any sort of claims uh, about myself as a person other than it doesn't fucking matter. Um, and that if you hang out with me for a day, I'll destroy every idea you have about being a spiritual person because it's just, it's not about that for me. And so the opportunity in, in the, the relationship is, is for you to see what you see inside of yourself. Um, it doesn't have anything to do with the teacher. It's, and again, we, we give away our authority. We almost want there to be a teacher um, so that we don't have to take take a, a certain degree of responsibility so we don't have to see the raw and real about ourselves we would much rather project an image of somebody higher so that we can reaffirm uh our sense of inadequacy it's like it it helps us come to terms with our own self-judgment that says see look i judge myself um in comparison to this person and so that's okay but in, in every instance of um, putting someone up on a pedestal, they're always going to fall off. Every time. Sooner or later. Not, not that they will, but the ones who perceive them. Because they, they perceive them on a pedestal. Which means they have, they have an idea. And ideas get broken every time. And so whatever you think about someone you will always find that thought to not be true. <laughs> that right there is so, that little part right there is, is so powerful and so succinct and so true. Whatever you think about someone, you will always find to not be true. 
yeah. I completely agree with that 100%. And it's a, it's, a, it's a great reflection, though, because it's what we do with ourselves, is we think something about ourselves, and then we find out that it's not true. Yes. Yeah, and we're, and we're trying... Our security comes through holding on to ideas about ourselves, right? That's what makes us feel safe. I'm this kind of person. I'm a nice person. So yep. I feel like safe because you create an idea that I'm a nice person. Then someone tells me, you're not a nice person. Then I get all freaked out and I want to defensive and then we're fighting and all this stuff, right? But yep. if someone tells me, you're not a nice person, you know, well, that's an interesting idea. You know, I haven't, I haven't tried that idea on. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, like, it's just ideas. It's just thoughts. Yeah. It's just it's all just like trying on different clothing. Yeah, and, and at the same time, it can easily be, okay, thank you, I'm sorry. You know, because in, especially when you see that it's, it's not, none of it's true, then in a way, all of it becomes true, and it's all yes. okay. And, and yes. so there, there can really be like this space of no defensiveness. Because uh, yep. it's like to, to defend against anything anyone says about you means that you think something else about you. And so yeah. you're looking to define yourself in one way or another. And so, yeah. and that's kind of the space that I, that I've been playing in is, um, is this total allowance, you know, for for anyone to say, think, uh, whatever. And, yeah. and not from, from, um, not from a space of being spiritual or something, but just really seeing that it's okay. Cause mm -hmm. in that I can, I can allow them to be them and not need them to be any different. Mm -hmm. It's, and mm -hmm. it's really, really beautiful. Yeah. Tracy says, why are we watching you guys then? <laughs> that's a great question. It, I think that's, that's only for you to answer, Tracy. We, can't, we yeah. can't answer that for you. That's something you have to really inquire deep inside yourself about. It's like when, when people come to events, they, in a way, they, they come for one of two reasons. One is to fix themselves, and the other is to enjoy themselves. And... Uh, so that's like in this situation, you're either trying to get something out of it to fix yourself or you're just enjoying the vibe. Uh, mm -hmm. it's, again, it's just like listening to a song. You're, you're just enjoying the song. Um, yeah. And again, there's no right or wrong way going about it because however you go about it will serve as its own teacher. Yeah. And so you, you can approach it in, in the most natural way that, oh, if you are trying to fix yourself, wonderful, fantastic. Or yeah. if you're just enjoying, wonderful, fantastic. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine people that are listening or watching for a whole variety of different reasons and motivations. Um, and my invitation would just be to create a field of presence together to explore truth, you know, to explore truth, to explore what's, what's real, to explore what's alive, to explore what's here. And there's something that's – something about that that um, – even the word truth, it's like if you're something about that, I guess I'd say that feel whole. You're living the right. truth, you feel whole, you feel, which is so paradoxical. So what are we trying usually? We're trying to put towards energy into being complete, to being whole in the future, where right. if you're just really present here with what is, you feel whole now. Right. So full. Yeah. I think that's what's, what's here, that's what's available. And that's what's present. And I really, I really like the flip side of what you said about. It's like nothing is nothing that we think is true, and yet the flip side, you could also say everything is actually true in the relative sense, you know, yep. for a temporary moment. So yep. that allows you to kind of embrace whatever arises without trying to get rid of it or shift it or yeah. move it away. And there's a freedom yeah. in that. 
I think the, the truth in that is, is everything's allowed. Um, it's so oftentimes it's like when people say certain things, we almost assume that you're not allowed to say that. Or when people do certain things, we say that you're not free, but obviously you are. It's like when you say you're not allowed to say that, well, clearly you are allowed to say that because that's what happened. Um, yeah. And so there's, there's like this, this recognition of, oh, this is so allowed that it's not about me. Because oftentimes when we say something's not allowed, we're, we're defending ourselves. We're, we're trying mm. to protect an idea of ourselves. And, and when you mm. see that you're not there, so to speak, um, then you extend freedom to everything and everyone. And, and in the extension of absolute freedom, you find that you are that same freedom that you're extending. And in the extension of absolute freedom, in the embodiment of absolute freedom, there's no more violence. Because in order for someone to have any ounce of violence, they have to think that they're not free. Beautiful. What, what about this word? One of the things we've been exploring too, you mentioned it earlier, is the sense of being spiritual or I'm a spiritual person. Like, what, is, what does spiritual mean to you? Like, what is that word? What is that phrase? What is that? What is that? Um, you know, ultimately, nothing like, like everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as a pointer, um, again, I, I see spiritual as, as just pointing to what already is in the way that everything that's present in the here and now is spirit being and breathing. Um, and so the spiritual isn't something that's enacted, um, or done. It's more of relaxed into, um, but just like every other idea or concept, we can want to turn it into that rather than seeing that it's already that, um, we see this with, with changing the world. We say we want to create um, a peaceful world. Um, and so you, you create a concept or an idea of what that would look like. And your idea of a peaceful world is a disaster to somebody else. And so the, the real pointer in, in peace is to see that that's already happening. The uh, ultimate peace is already taking place. And, and when you see that it's already here, you now see that peaceful world that you were trying to create. It's, it's just like the spiritual. When you see that it's already spiritual, you see that everything is spiritual. And in that, love is extended to everything. When you see peace inside of yourself, you look out through eyes of peace, and now you're sharing that peace with everything. And so the, the external concept or, or the idea that there's anything out there is the absurdity. It's not out there. There's nothing out there. It's just you. And so whatever you see in yourself, that will be what you share with the world. Whatever you see in the world is only what you see in yourself. And there's, it's like this, um, I find the, the concept of spirituality or the concept of I'm, I'm trying to be spiritual or I'm going to be spiritual or this person's spiritual. Or I'm not, this whole thing becomes very limiting and I'm really seeing that oh. really clearly of like, it's something that's like, you gotta, it's almost like training wheels on a bicycle. You gotta like, let it go at some point. And there's a big wider world yep. universe beyond this concept of being spiritual. Yeah. 
it, it's like the the I'm conscious and they're unconscious is is no different than I'm smart and they're dumb. Um, in in order for you to be a conscious person, you have to find people who you think are unconscious. Because uh, without that comparison, your idea of a conscious person doesn't exist. And in, in the quest of being conscious, um, then you will only see its opposite. It's like, it's like the more you want to be accepted, uh, the more you reject yourself. The, the moment you want someone to approve of you is the moment you disapprove of you. It's, mm. it's immediate. And so whatever you look for in the world, you will deny to yourself right now. Mm -hmm. Robin says, I care less about spiritual than I do authentic. Yes, I totally agree with that 100%. And it's like, it's like a sense of, um, to use the term God for a second, the sense of like, I want to be fully available to God that, or fully available to life, whatever word you want to use. So it's like, I can't have any, if I have any concept about how I'm supposed to behave or what I'm supposed to say or how I'm supposed to dress or how, it's like all that stuff has to go, you know, it's like this, I, I need to be a spiritual person. You're, you're actually limiting yourself from being fully available to the very essence yeah. that, you know, that, that's, yeah, that's, that's it, present. All of that is looking for the person. Mm -hmm. um, and, and again, you know, this, this is the funny thing because it's, as I travel around and speak, sometimes I wonder, wait, are you guys hearing what I'm saying? Um, because then the questions come afterwards and it's like, oh, I was just talking to myself here for a while. No, no one was actually hearing what I was saying because uh, most, most questions uh, and, and all seeking, it's, it's looking for a person still. It's, it's like saying, okay, I see that I'm not in control, but how can I maintain control? Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's always a movement of trying to find um, the self. And, and that's the, the funny thing about looking for the self or self-realization is that what you find is that there isn't one. There, there isn't a self. And which is bad news for the one looking for <laughs> a self. It's, it's hilarious. Yeah, it's like there's a some people are familiar with Ra Ra Raman Maharshi. You had his 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 meditation was just one simple question: Who am I? And you keep asking yourself, Who am I? Right. So you explore this question: Who am I? And it's like whatever your mind tells you is the answer is not the answer. Right. Right. And you get in this space where there's even just a moment of no answer then yeah. there's a realization, not from a mental thinking level of who you yeah. really are. Yeah. And you see, that's what, that's what a lot of these um, traditions and spiritual practices do. It, it's not that they're, they're helping you find the answer. They're letting you exhaust yourself. They're, they're letting you look so hard so that you can see directly that it's not there. Um, it's like to meditate and, and to find out who you are, what you find out is that you're not. And so you stop looking. And, and when you stop looking, there's a greater harmony with the life that's already happening. You, you see yep. that there's just no separation between what you are and what's happening. But that doesn't mean anything about you. 
it just it doesn't mean or say anything um, about who you think you are. And again, this is the wisdom of the insecurity. Every insecurity ultimately says, I'm not enough. And that's absolutely true. Who you think you are is not enough. It will never be enough. It will always let you down. It'll always fail. And so you exhaust yourself in trying to combat that and be enough. And you will collapse into the sweetest surrender. You, you, will, you will investigate all the ways out and see that there's no way out. But you, you will not surrender if you think there's a way out. No one surrenders when they think they have a way out. And so you have to do all of these spiritual games. You have to do all these little paths on life to try and find a way out to see that there isn't one. And then when you see that there isn't one, then you'll actually be still. Then you'll actually mm. be open to let, life, to let life take over. Yep, totally, totally agree. I love that. Stop looking and start being. Maybe is a way you could phrase it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, then, and, and then in another way, it's like this, this doesn't point to like the, fin- the finality of one's life experience. It, it points to a present moment opportunity. It's like mm-hmm. the, the wisdom and insight that I share isn't about your life. It, it's not about your future. You can't, you can't take what's being said into next week. It, yep. It's totally contained into the present moment so you can relax into now and see what's there. But a lot of times I see people, and again, there's absolutely nothing wrong with this, but like writing down notes so that they remember it next week. And we've all had that experience where we watched the video or wrote something down and it was super inspiring. And then we feel like shit and watch the same video and be like, this is bullshit. What, what the fuck mm-hmm. was I thinking? This doesn't mean anything. Because the power wasn't in what was being said. It wasn't in the video. It was in your current um, degree of openness to, to surrender, to admit that you don't know, and to let the moment be the moment. And so... Again, it's, it's the eternity uh, that we're looking for has nothing to do with the rest of your life. It, it's a present moment discovery, which, which allows you to go deeper, which in some way will carry over to the future, but not in the way that your mind thinks it will. Yeah, More totally. Like, and I would just add to that, you know, you, as you go deeper into this, you realize that there actually is no future. The future is a fiction, you know? So if yeah. you're fully in this moment, this moment actually is all there is this moment is always where it's happening and yeah. that's such a that's a shift in awareness it's life-changing i think we're complete beautiful anything i think that's else true. you want to say to anybody um oh something that they might be interested in um we're giving away a free spot at the eight-day retreat in portugal in august um, but you can only register for that drawing, um, I think for another couple of days, if you go to inlightconnect.com slash Portugal, there'll be a pre-registration button. And if you sign up, you get added for a list. And then I think it's a week from today, we do a drawing and we give someone free access to a private room and a private bathroom and, uh, you get to come for free, but you got to get yourself there but you can learn more about that at enlightconnect.com slash Portugal. Other than that, awesome. only love. Only love. 
When you have a Only chance, you can put that link in the comments for people to, to click on. Oh, for sure. I'm going to type that right now. Right now, in this moment. It's happening. Yeah. .com slash. Boom. Oh. Well, it kind of worked, <laughs> but didn't. <laughs> Great to see you, my friend. It's been too long. You too, man. Connect more often, more frequently. Yeah. Well, you, you said you were coming to Stockholm, yeah? I am. When yeah, is that? I think it's the same time as you, though. Um, June 12th, I think, ah. to like, for, for like 10, it's like June, June 12th to June 21st, maybe something like that. Okay. Yeah, I'll be there June 1st through the 3rd and then um, first week of July. So we'll, we'll just miss each other. But maybe we, you know, there's there's easy flights through Europe, right? So maybe we'll catch you, for sure, in person in Portugal or, or somewhere. For sure, man. For sure. Yeah. Awesome, brother. Well, thank you right. so much for the invite. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you all. Love y'all. See you next time. <laughs>